Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Critic? Yes. Critic! What? Have you heard? We just got a buy me a coffee page. (laughs) What's that? Boy, come on. It's a place where listeners can support our work for as little as $5. $5. Pretty much the price of a coffee. I don't drink no coffee. What you talking about? Well, you don't drink anything but water (laughs) and eat raw potatoes. But... (laughs) I guess they can buy you a popcorn. How about that? (laughs) uh, Yeah, all right. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Well, everyone, look, visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that to support our work or purchase our valuable resources. Yeah, you know what? We just added the TV trackers to help you curate a collection of shows you'll love to watch. So find this and more ways to support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that. So, Critic, are you going to buy me a coffee? Maybe. The Why Watch That Talk. All right, guys, on to our next It's getting spicy in here, producer. Where did you find these people? Listen, (laughs) and we leading up to the grand finale. (laughs) I have to put my teeth in on this one. All right, so our next category up on the list is Best Picture. Best Picture. Yeah, nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley sneaked its way in here, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Only you, you're the only thing I'll see forever. Mm Mm-hmm. And the best picture (laughs) award goes to Coda. Christine, do we agree with the Academy out of all of these nominees in this category? Would you have given it to Coda? Best picture. Best picture, I would have given it to Doom. Oh, Um, now see, wait a minute. We got the Because as I said, just based on Wait a minute, Christine, hold right there. We're going to have to give silence to that statement. Now say that again. You give it to which movie again? To Doom. Oh. Because actually, in preparing for this, because you asked, I had seen Dune. It was one of two movies I had seen when it landed. Because <laughs> I am a sci-fi fanatic. I've seen. So when it landed, I saw it. And as I said, I rewatched it because after everything else, I made time, I reserved time for Saturday night and I rewatched it. <laughs> I would have given it to, I would have given it to that film. Um, again, just coming back to when I looked at the page, because what I did was I printed all the nominations and I looked at it and then I chose how I was going to begin to review and that I wasn't going to do any background reading. What I didn't know, I didn't. I went into it knowing what I knew and that's it. Um, I kind of got the feeling from then that they were going to rally around two films. So I knew they were rallying around Coda and Power of the Dog mm-hmm. just because. So, of course, it, it just couldn't be 
Power of the Dog. It could not be Licorice Pizza. Nightmare Alley, I got lost in and came out. And, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, um, King Richard, to me, stood up for in, in the category and drive my car. Don't Look Up was, to me, a Netflix movie. I enjoyed it, especially the end. I thought it was a play on or past person. Um, and I thought I just enjoyed it for what it was. I, I never even understood why it was in a best picture for all the pictures that, I mean, I was just like, hmm. um, so again, based on the subject matter and the, the, the 45 minutes that I did see it, it hooked me. It did hook me. So I would say I agree, um, with them in the, in their choice, if they because they were rallying around that subject matter and the support they wanted to give to that community because again top-notch acting for me for the 45 minutes that i saw all right monica your turn to weigh in on the best picture category category yeah so for me um movies like coda come around uh not often enough um i definitely felt like it belonged in the category um you know, there was a lot about that film that in the actors and how it was put together that should have been there. But I also felt that way about King Richard as well. Um, I won't say I completely disagree with the Academy on this one, but I, I do feel like when you're down to the Codas and the King Richards, when you have that type of storytelling that doesn't come around often, and I'm a fan of the underdog, right? Um those two types of stories and and that type of emotion and acting that you have for both films, it doesn't come around often enough uh, for those uh, two groups. So I'm going to say I I mostly agree with the Academy, but not all the way, because I think there's room for discussion on King Richard, but we'll discuss King Richard, I'm sure. Again, um, but I, I thought, you know, I mostly agree with the Academy. That's what I'll leave it at. All right, Curtis, how about you? Coda, I said it. Number one for me was Dune. Number two was Coda. Give it to Coda. I'm cool with Coda. I was happy seeing them win. I think it is a wonderful movie to watch. If you haven't, I strongly suggest that you do. And this is the kind of movie where, you know, the, the highfalutin you know, film circles, they go, oh, you know, it's, you know, it's too popular and there's, you know, there's nothing new in it. It doesn't matter. It's good. That's the point. Don't look up. (sighs) It's because they got a bunch of stars in. I said it before. They got a bunch of stars. They're all our friends. You know, Adam McKay is involved. Let's not, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I talked about Drive My Car. I'll leave that. I was fine with Drive My Car being nominated. Fine with (laughs) Belfast being nominated. King Richard, fine with that being nominated. I just think King Richard needs an editor. That could have won. Just needs an editor. Like somebody, after a while, like, I got it. Like, next. Like, get me to that kitchen. When you have the first time that Venus gets on that court and hits for their first coach. When Richard brings him in and they bum rush and, you know, Pete Sampras is there. Electric. And then they keep playing and they keep playing 
and they keep playing. Like, we know. Like, get to the moments, I think, in that movie. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you have all the pieces. Mm-hmm. I would just cut it up. But I'm and trying I to would being have here. added. Mm-hmm. I would have added some more about Serena. Yeah. Instead of just the, the tagline at the end. Mm-hmm. So we saw that this script that he had worked because that was the point of the movie was to tell the story behind the story and the story of how we plan for their lives before they were born. Mm-hmm. So I would have, I would have, as you said, edited out some of the, and gotten a little bit more of Serena's story, you know, even mm-hmm. if they just did a flash forward at the end to show that she too took the stage and did exactly what he had, you know. Yeah. I would disagree with that on King Richard because we hear a lot about Serena all the time. We get Serena's story in the press everywhere else. We don't hear as much about Venus. And one of the things that I thought was refreshing about this movie was that you got to see the groundwork that Venus laid for Serena. And you didn't really know that. You always thought the girls were both on multiple tracks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's how, you know, they were marketed. But really, it was Venus who did the hard work to lay the groundwork for Serena to become who she was. So I was completely fine with the filmmaker taking that focus on Venus and allowing that story to be told. Um, and also the 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 notion of fatherhood and Black fatherhood, which Hollywood has done kind of a weak job of depicting, was very strong in this film. So for me, I had no problem with them taking the time in the beginning to develop the story out. And also, um, I'm a fan of tennis, and I think tennis fans wanted to see them play. So them playing and seeing how their um, skills got developed and finding out that Oracine was coaching Serena solo while Richard was taking mm-hmm. Venus mm-hmm. to the professional, mm-hmm. we didn't. We those are things that the public really didn't know as much about. Right. So I was good with the way that they set it up, which is why I really enjoyed this particular movie because they set that up very well. They told a lot of things that you just didn't know. The infamous scene in the kitchen. Um, that was the point where. Yeah, you wanted to know about Richard's flaws. And his mm-hmm. flaws were coming out the whole movie. But that was that point where, as a woman and as a mother, Orsine had to stand up to him and say, listen, I love you, but you have got to, you know, take off those rose-colored glasses and see what's really happening here. And so, I don't know. That movie can do no wrong to me. I loved it. It was a great movie. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and uh, you know I'm a tennis fan. Part of it is I know this story, but also it's not that it doesn't need tennis. Of course it does. It we just need the right tennis moments, not all of them, and especially toward that middle. And you get to finally that kitchen scene. It's just a bit too long to me, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think it could have been just cut. But I do Mm -hmm. agree with what you're saying, Monica. Also, the time they chose to depict was smart and in that time it was venus's time and this is why richard said hey you know watch out for serena all of that she's really going to surpass venus it was to get Mm -hmm. serena going it wasn't that he Mm -hmm. really thought that so like all like the where they the beginning and end makes sense to me where they frame the movie it's just i would cut little parts like just little bits of it i think all of the building up in the beginning work. I mean, it's, it's all makes sense. 
because you have to buy into this family. You have to know who they are. You have to know how they work. You have to know the environment they're in, like all of that set up. So to me, it's just a little too much of some of the stuff. Um, I, you know, I I would do my own cut of it and then we'd see. But anyway, so but you, but you have yeah. To show adversity in Compton too. You yes. had to show that. You had to show them getting beat up. You had to show the gangbangers. Like I felt like you needed as much as and I get your point about maybe at some point did it get a little long, maybe just a smidge, but at some point I can't pull out anything that I said we didn't need that. Mm-hmm. So I, I did feel like it was needed, but yeah, I, I hear you on on that part, but we needed that. And it's just, um, they came from some seriously adverse circumstances. And um, it had to be for people who don't understand that too. And just remember that this is a very diverse group of the, the audience. So you got everybody who's a fan of tennis or a fan of these women who come across cultures. Some people honestly don't know this part about mm-hmm. their lives or people who live this way, who some mm-hmm. of us may be from more familiar with, but there are some people who not. So they need that type of storytelling in order to drive that home. This is why it was so difficult. He wasn't just a dad with the dream. He was a dad who had extremely adverse circumstances, who was counted out by society. You know, even at his age, at that time, he was a little bit older at this time, society had written someone like him from his background was written off. Not that you could produce two of the greatest tennis stars in the world. So, you know, just the storytelling there was just, I just felt like it was needed. Yeah. And, and again, I agree. I wouldn't cut any of that. It's just certain tennis scenes. <laughs> just certain <laughs> what, like when, like when they get to finally, at, you know, uh, the final coach and they go to Florida. I just thought that section could have been cut, like not cut it out. Just take mm-hmm. certain things out after a while. You're like, okay, they're practicing tennis. We got it. But leading up to that, I think it certainly worked. And we'll talk more about that now. You made us wonder what happened to Sunday? Like, why did they lose on me and come right. all the way to Florida? Like I was mm-hmm. like all invested in the rest of the girls that I didn't <laughs> Because I, unlike Monica, I don't know that much of the story. So it actually left me wanting to now read the story, go find Mm -hmm. out more stuff. So there was that too. Yeah. And that's where, also where it ends, that's why it's smart. Because you go, oh, you know, it leaves that question, which I thought was interesting. Now, I talked about licorice pizza. I'm I'm not going to do it again. Nightmare Alley is just a miss for me for Guillermo. Unfortunately, I see this one to me, I've said it before. It takes too long to get to Cape Blanchett. It just took too long. And then when you get- And then when it got there, you don't movie, know how yeah. they got there. Well, exactly, I got you're there in a different I, I literally felt like I blacked out. I was like, how could they leave mm-hmm. the circus? And yeah. I mean, my girlfriend texted me back and she said, cause she kissed him and told him she loved him. And I'm like, oh, did I like just have a momentary lapse of everything? They left the circus and now we're in the big city. I literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's an issue. And and a part, to me, the issue is it's, it takes too long to get there. You don't, we don't build up to that. It's not a climax. It's okay, we're here now. And then uh, by the time you got there, I was mm-hmm. kind of not too, I was, I was already kind of done. So Kate Blanchett didn't land that much for me. I didn't see how she crafted, like how it ended up with her. I didn't see 
her as much as I probably should. Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm saying, because of by the time you took to get to that point, right? You know, I was already mentally like drained. Hurry up with the story because I kind of knew where it was going to end. And so her her character, I didn't see. I didn't pull that much from it, which was a first for me with her because she's just she's another one that can do no wrong with me. Oh yeah, of course. Um, Power of the Dog. We talked about West Side Story. We talked about so again. Coda wins and. I'm happy about it, but I would have given it to Dune. All right, guys, for the main event. Actor in a leading role. Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel, Mr. Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. And the winner is Will Smith and King Richard. Monica, do you agree with this? <laughs> I feel like I got set up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me just say this. So I know we're gonna I mean, do I agree with some of his actions prior to accepting the Oscar? No, I don't. Uh but this is what what is Interesting is art became life literally mm. in this moment <laughs> because he has spent time studying uh Richard and he became Richard mm. literally at the Oscars. And what I'll say is I definitely agree with the Academy that he should have won the award because I felt like in the movie he became him. And I'll tell you that I'm such a historian nerd that when I watched the movie, I actually went to YouTube and found the real Richard Williams tapes, like interviews. And I mean, he nailed it. He nailed that role, like like no other. So I definitely agree with the Academy giving him that because he was spot on in his depiction of this man and that kind of thing. So that's that's what I'll say about the award in general, yeah. Mm-hmm. Christine, do you agree with the Academy selection in this category? Well, well, I watched King Richard on Saturday. And because I knew it would really be between him and Denzel. I kind of knew the Academy was going to swing this way because of the subject matter. And that was the coverage of the girl's story and the family. And, you know, I when I saw the, you know, the list, which was surprising um, because I would not have put Karen Hines in supporting actor role. However, you know, when I did see that lineup, I kind of felt like this was where they were going to go. Last night, after the foolishness, I literally was like, please Denzel win. (laughs) I disagree in that with Monica's statement that he became the Williams' dad because I don't think that needed to be on that platform and that comparison needed not to be made. I don't know that the dad beat up on anyone. (laughs) So I don't think this was art imitating life or life become... Because I, I think... That was when he said that in his acceptance speech, 
I tuned him out because I thought he disrespected the family by saying that. Even if he did, the comparison was misplaced. You are there. Your purpose is to tell the story of these people and to portray them in a certain regard. Regardless of what that man did, if he did, which in the story, we saw him getting beat, beaten, but him never reacting back. So I don't know the story well enough to even make that assumption. And I, I totally disagree that that assumption should not have even, that should, he should not have even said that. And, and for me, that whole situation just took over that whole screen. And if I were an Academy member, I would have taken his name off of that thing. I would just snatch that ballot and put Denzel in writing. I would have been like, mm. anybody else, actually. <laughs> Even Benedict for that strange movie. I would have been like, here. <laughs> now, <can laughs> we open it and seen a Sharpie handwrite slash out. I mean, I totally disagree with that whole. And when he said that, I was angry. So can we, before we continue with this, can we set the stage for what happened? What happened is Chris Rock was, um, before they did a documentary feature, that award, he was up doing Chris Rock things. And um, he made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, who's having struggles with alopecia. Now, who knows this is a question. I didn't know she had alopecia, but okay. So, you know, she shaved her hair and Chris Rock made a joke about her being in G.I. Jane 2. Now, in the reaction shots that we see, Will Smith laughs, Jada shakes her head, you know, but it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Not too long afterward, Will Smith storms the stage, slaps Chris Rock, and then walks off. Now, in the States, they cut the sound after this, But outside of the States, the sound kept rolling and people were in the theater. We know what was said. Will Smith was screaming up to Chris Rock, you know, don't say my wife's name. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And that's me cleaning it up. And Chris Rock has to move forward with this. Now, what I do want people to think about is, and then I'll toss it back to Monica's to get Monica's reaction. What I do want people to think about is, what if you were Chris Rock? standing on that stage, the Oscar stage. And you said this joke. Now you've made a joke about Jada before in the past. You are a comedian and you're making this joke. And you see Will Smith come up on the stage, kind of smiling. I mean, he had like a smile on his face when he left. What do you anticipate is going to happen? Right? You go, okay, here's a guy who's been in comedies coming on the Oscar stage. I'm a comedian okay, maybe we're going to have a moment. Let's see where this goes. Do you think you're going to get slapped? So let's leave that question going. But Monica, do you want to respond to what Christine was saying? Yes, I do. So I want to say that, first of all, I do feel that what Will did was inappropriate. And I think in his Oscar acceptance, acceptance speech, he spot on says what he did was inappropriate, right? In his apology to everyone, um, except Chris Rock. Except <laughs> exactly. Chris Rock. So, so I say no. But, but I wanna, <laughs> anyway, I, I also want to say I want to say this. Although I don't condone his behavior, I am the daughter of a black father, 
And to be a daughter of a Black father, you understand why Will went on that stage and slapped him, knowing the pain that his family has been going through, knowing what his, what was going on with his wife. I know women who dealt with hair loss. It is extremely painful. They have been bullied a lot in the press. I'm not making excuses for Will Smith's behavior. What I'm saying is I empathize with it. And I have empathy for both men because Chris Rock pushed his joke, I think, a little too far. And he may not have known fully what was going on. Those men might have some additional history that we are unaware of. So what I'll say is it was an unfortunate incident that happened. However, you have to empathize with Will Smith as being a human being. And it was a very intense night. He was there being nominated for an Oscar. He's dealing with whatever his family's dealing with. And then also doing that. So was it a miss in his behavior? Obviously. Was it a character flaw? Obviously. But we, the public, have seen this man act with integrity and honor for 30 years. I was a kid watching Will Smith and I watched the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air series. And I've seen this dude on red carpets and everything. This is like totally out of character. Obviously something is going on. And I feel like the public, we need to step into humanity for him and for Chris Rock. Chris Rock handled it like a total pro. He said it was the best night in television history. He came back with a joke for that. And I do think that those two adult men need to work this out in private and figure out what happened. I think Will Smith has made his initial apology. I don't think his Oscar needs to be taken back. I do think, is the Academy going to find a way to maybe discipline him for this? Quite did. likely. They probably will not invite him next year or something like that. And I don't feel that that would be inappropriate. But again, not condoning his behavior at all. I just think we need to have empathy for him. And I'm a big softy about this. And I have a dad and I know that, you know, he's from West Philadelphia. He's a self-made man. He's not a trust fund person. This man has had to work hard his entire life and maybe bullying and certain things said it might hit him different. And we have to think about that, that this man and his family might be going through something. He might be personally going through something. And I don't think that he's the villain here. I just think he had a bad error in judgment. He did not control himself. And I'm pretty sure that he's dealing with the fallout of that right now. Well, can I can I go back on a retort to that? That, that was a lot. But let me say two things. Two things right. I was taught as a child. One, my mom would say, you can never c- control someone's reaction. You can only control your reaction. Secondly, Jamaicans say this all the time. Insult is not given, it is taken. Chris Rock is a comedian, right? The two of them that you don't know, but it is known, they have a beef between them. He has made comments towards him. So one, he should have been prepared. Number two, as we saw the whole of the entirety, he laughed at first. Then he turned to his wife and realized that she was not laughing. Her initial reaction probably was that uncomfortable laugh that turned sour. And Chris was still talking. 
I think, and I think I saw where he actually said stop or he actually, like he he did something before he actually got up. He should have stopped at that. Even if he had gotten up in his seat and said what he said that we didn't hear, that would have been enough for Chris to realize, okay, they're not taking this. Because the Oscars and these award shows are always, the reason I don't like them is always the night is filled with uncomfortable jokes for white folks, uncomfortable jokes for black folks. It's always every year. It's very, you know, the comedians get up and there is that back and forth. And you always say, you've gone a step too far. Look at what they did with Dame Julie Donch. You went a step too far with that Kim Kardashian comment, work harder, I thought. She turned to her husband. He said something to her and she laughed, showed all her teeth and moved on, you know, but it, it, it always goes to that uncomfortable mark. And I think I hear all your points about what he could have been going through. And we are all going through that. None of us put on our clothes. Judy Dunn, she put on her clothes. You know, all these people come across the water to watch an assault take place. As an attorney, an assault took place. There is never an excuse for you to put your hand on somebody else at this time and day, especially someone that has been in the public eye for as long as Will Smith has been. He has grown up under public scrutiny from a boy till now. He's in his 50s. It's just to me uncalled for. I, I, I actually... I heard from someone that is familiar with both of them that Chris Rock is one of the most beautiful human beings. I think he behaved exceptionally well. I think probably he was probably stunned into silence, which just carried on. I'm actually surprised that they didn't just stop that show because to me it was they they it would they should have stopped that show. That goes back to Chauncey and West Side Story. Like you know, <laughs> here we have something like this people i mean people who witness assault we witnessed assault we're all suffering today i mean this is why we're still talking about this at 4 p.m you know this is something for all of us to be in therapy for you subjected people to this and they just continued like nothing didn't happen and p diddy did a great job coming on saying but all they have left us with with closure is we are all going to deal with this later with love when the rest of us are traumatized. Because as a father of many children, he should be giving them the example that there is no reason you lay hand on another human being. Because you, he had enough. And another thing to talk about with the Academy, the way he set the stage last night was rather interesting. And from an attorney standpoint, as to risk averseness, I think they're not going to do that again. Because there was no space between Will and Chris, if they had the stage the way they normally do with that six feet, somebody could have thrown themselves in between and stopped that foolishness. Well, it was, because it was, I, I agree with you that it was a security fail for sure because Will shouldn't have been able to get all the way to Chris Rock without anybody interrupting. So yeah, I definitely do think, and the fact that he was able to return to his seat without any security approaching him or pulling him to the side, I do feel like that was a 100% security fail. And I also want to bring up this notion of violence. And I had this conversation with my boyfriend today and um, I've seen fights in my life. 
that was very low level on the violence scale in my opinion it was extremely low level because because there was no security there and just hear me out if will smith wanted to just attack him and and beat him up he could have he chose to just slap him he chose a slap which again chris could have reacted chris could have reacted anytime he He took him to walk in his feet chris could have killed him if he wanted a hard fight on that stage he could have got one It was no security there. He could have seriously beat Chris Rock up. Chris Rock could have got fought him back. It was not that. It was a dispute. And he shouldn't have put any hands on him for sure. But it was definitely, I don't, I think people characterizing Will Smith as violent. We have to be careful in this day and age at describing a black man as violent. When this is a person with no criminal record, no violent history, he lost himself in that moment. He acted inappropriately. He definitely did, you know, any touch unwanted is assaulting. So I'll give you assault from the legal definition. However, this is not a violent person. But here we go again, back to another Caribbean statement. You gave them the knife, you handed them the handle for the knife to cut you with. I mean, because yes, you are not, and you are expected to maintain yourself in a in a in a way that 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 shows that you are not violent person. The person who can say they're not violent is Chris Rock because he remained calm. Because number one, I'm seeing somebody walking towards me. He could have picked up that that microphone stand and whack him before he come because he's coming with a look. So already it's telling Chris who should have probably had either stepped back or defended himself. I mean, and he, he had ducked out the and way. He, and, and I mean, even, even after he didn't have a delayed anger response, which most humans would have had, because many a times we've all gotten caught up in something, somebody says something to, and and you're so shocked that you're, and then afterwards you say, what the fuck? And then you run up on them. I mean, he did not even have that delayed anger response. But I I mean, it's just an uncomfortable situation. And I think either way, we lost. We were winning last night. We were winning as a culture. And we lost at the very end. And I I disagree completely. I don't think it was a loss at all. Um, Page six is reporting that they may have made up at this point. I think what you saw was the humanity of two human beings on stage. And I think in this era of celebrity, we have to remember that celebrities are human beings. They come from some of the same places that we come from. They grew up in our neighborhoods. That their life experiences is ingrained in them. So whether somebody gets pulled over for a DUI or gets in a fight at the Oscars, they aren't allowed to be human. I agree with you there, but there is something to be said for being a celebrity. You actually have placed yourself, and this is why when you look at the laws that govern slander and and, and defamation, when it comes to public figures, you place yourself in that realm. And once you do that, the laws somewhat don't apply the same way. And that's where I, I come back to someone that has been in the spotlight for as long as he has should not have allowed himself. And I don't know if there was some drinking involved. I know there's a lot of personal stuff going on. I just think it was very unfortunate for us that you resorted. Um, you could not, you didn't feel comfortable enough just to say, stop it, man. You know, we have, we're going to have words or something and just nip it there. And even stand up in your seat so people knew at that point 
he needed to shut it down. Those jokes that these people say, they're approved ahead of time. Again, <laughs> by legal, they, these jokes are approved. So, you know, you're coming on to, and you're coming back to somebody who has, yes, they've had altercation on occasion because of this, but you are sitting front row where comedian is going to perform. And, and now, again, yeah. you know. Yeah, so thanks to both of you. I'm glad let we got let both of those <laughs> Yeah, wait a minute now. Oh, I wasn't expecting it. So um, what I'll start with is the category. Again, I said Will Smith should win. Uh, I think this is a weak year for best actor. Um, to me, he had every moment was honest. Do I think he was 100% Richard, Richard Williams? No, I don't think he was 100% Richard Williams, but he was honest in every moment. And, um, you know, I'm a voting member of a certain critic body and I voted for him. Um, now, what I do think though, I do want to just shout out my boy, Mahershala Ali, Swan Song. I would nominate him. I just think it's a weak year for best actor. Even Nicolas Cage and Pig would have been very interesting to mm-hmm. nominate him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go with that. I've said being the Ricardos, love you, Javier, but being the Ricardos, Benedict and the Power of the Dog, uh, it's Benedict. He knows how to act. That's just what it is to me. It's not special. Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. I just don't like Tick, Tick, Boom. You know, Denzel, I don't like Denzel in Shakespeare. I just don't. I've seen him on stage. I love Denzel. He is one of the most important actors in the world to me but not in Shakespeare. Um, so what didn't you like about his performance? In, um, in his, his shape. Tell me what he was talking about. You don't know. The prophecy, the prophecy that the three sisters gave him. If you literally listen to him, you miss all of Shakespeare's beats. I don't, I don't have time to go through the imagery. When you do Shakespeare, in my opinion, it is akin to speaking a foreign language to people who don't know it. Or if it's like this, if we if there's a certain version of English that exists out there, let's say it's uh, a certain blend of English in another language. So you can pick certain words, but you don't quite know what you mean. How would you act that? Now, if you go back to something like Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet, that is perfect Shakespeare delivery. We have the time to let it land and understand what you're talking about. Denzel is too fast. He's off voice, which means you lose the fullness of his voice, which is a Mm no-no, off mm -hmm. voice. And you can contrast him to even Francis McDormand. Contrast. You can contrast him to Catherine Hunter. Contrast. Uh, Banquo. Contrast to that actor. It's just clear to me he doesn't really own Do you think it's because he's not a British actor? I think it's because he doesn't know how to do Shakespeare. That's just what it is. There are because American actors. You could actors see the differences between him and his wife. You could see. And the she's American. See, that's what I'm saying. And Denzel was trained. He went to Fordham. He knows how to act. He just is too fast and off voice for Shakespeare. This is highly technical. It's basic. This is stuff you learn in acting 101. It's not there for this. Now, in other roles, you know, look, Malcolm X. Hurricane, glory. I can go down the look. He got game. People just miss on. I mean, just like in his body. Contrast those roles and what he does in this. He's not comfortable. So that's just to me, Denzel doing. I've seen it on Broadway. This is the first time he ever let me down. I saw him in Broadway in a Shakespeare play, and I went, Oh my goodness. I looked at my mother, I looked at my brother. 
I was like, what I is going on? I think it also had something to do with the way they set it up. So the it was very limited to this one room. These two like yeah. a hallway. There was something But very remember they also it. take it out, you know, cuz yeah. you know what what Cohen does with all like like technically it's great. Like all all the pieces are there. I'm sorry, this is on Denzel. This is his job. You have to land your beats as an actor. That's what they hired you for or you hired yourself for. So you have to do that. And he didn't love Denzel, but I'm always honest. I'm gonna call it how I see it. So no Denzel, the Shakespeare is wrong. We should we should, in Shakespeare you should have us the whole time. Mm-hmm, 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 That's not mm-hmm. what happened to me in that role or ever when I've seen myself do Shakespeare. So I was, I was looking for something more with that, especially when I saw mm-hmm. how they had set it up um, on Apple TV. I was looking for something more than what yeah. I saw. Yeah. I must say that. Yeah. And it's, it's a whole breathing. It's all this stuff that's missing. Now, Will Smith <laughs> and, and Chris. The chaos. Okay. The okay. chaos. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So you... And your family have put yourselves on front street. You, whatever Chris Rock said is it pales in comparison with what you've said about yourself. So that's a piece of the context we must remember. Now, when it comes to the joke, okay. How many jokes have people made about Stevie Wonder? You can't count them. Has anyone ever bum rushed the stage? on Stevie Wonder's behalf to do anything. No. So a lot of people are talking about what if Jada were this and not alopecia. Okay. Well, we have a wonderful Stevie Wonder who is in these communities that y'all want to bring up in this situation, some of y'all, as a comparison. No one's ever done it. Why? Because Stevie Wonder is a grown man. That's why. Now, there's a time to protect the people you love, but this ain't the time it's ain't it. for a little joke. And yes, this is about a sore subject, something you're dealing with. You are in the public eye. You have put yourself there. Please, you. yourself. Here. And you are profiting from this. See, this is my issue with that family if we want to go here and you want to smack mm-hmm. people. And now, if I'm in the position of Chris Rock... And I see Chris and I see uh, Will Smith coming. And this is what I'm thinking if I'm producing the Oscars too. You go, okay, we always have these unscripted moments. Here comes Will Smith. Let's see what happens. No one's thinking he's going to be aggressive physically. No one's thinking that. Chris Rock is unprepared, unprepared. And he's a smaller man than Will Smith, fine. But he's unprepared. There is no way I would have been thinking, okay, Will Smith's going to come up here and strike me. Oh, he knew it. I I jump in here. Chris Rock knew it because when he saw Will Smith get up from his seat, he was like, "Uh oh, wait a minute." And I just want to bring up the fact that Chris Rock is from uh, Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. He saw it coming. Mm -hmm. 
I, I just don't. But he's not Jamaican, so let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> see, again, I don't I'm know that. I'm I'm like, sorry, I don't because you've again, Chris Rock is not in that. You, he is standing on a stage, an Oscar stage, in front of a whole theater. He knows it's an international show. He is doing a joke. He has done he's, this before. Everyone he's memorized the lines, and he's yes. focused. Yes. and he's focused. You're nervous. Now, you're focused. You know. This is my perspective. I respectfully disagree. Chris Rock, go back and watch that footage. He saw Will Smith coming. He did not know what Will Smith was going to do, but he knew Will Smith was angry coming on that stage. Everything about his march to Chris Rock. Chris Rock was prepared because he ducked. He knew. You got to remember, Chris Rock spent his career. He's been decades in grimy comedy clubs. He hasn't always been on that stage. He has hecklers. He's had people attack him in clubs or come at him in clubs. He knew it was coming. Nobody well, when, is see, expecting again, somebody I'm not, I'm to not, beat them down on the Oscar well, stage. Well, well, you are not expecting that. Yeah, now uh, let me finish. So when, when Will Smith comes up on there again, that's a hard switch to go through. I'm not saying that. Uh, Chris Rock was completely taken unawares when the slap happened. Of course, at some moment he goes, okay, this man is going to hit me. But that is, the first thought is not going to be that. It's just not. That's not the context you're in. I, I, res- I respectfully disagree. I'm I, sorry. I know, I know. I have I know. to throw my background in. I grew up mm-hmm. in Detroit. Anybody yeah, and I grew up in, in Baltimore. It's like, this, okay, but, so, but hang yeah. on, hang on. Let me, let me throw this out there. Anybody who was a kid in the inner city, you have to fight for me right now. Yes. I know if they want to fight me. It's an instinct. I can see it on both yes, of them. Yes, in Detroit, in, in the inner city, not, not on the Oscar stage. I don't believe he was, he was stunned that he got hit. I do think he thought that Will Smith was maybe going to tell him off. He was stunned about That's the That's my hit. point. He was yeah, for him, his stance, everything about his stance and the way he ducked, he knew this guy was going to yeah. kind of hit him. Because when the fool is in front of you, you know, two feet hand. away, yeah, you know. Yeah, but, but I, when, I don't think yeah. that, well, let me just say, both men had their things in this scenario. I don't think any one of them is an angel here. So I think yeah. that's where I'm kind of going with this. Like, there's no angel in this. Yeah, and but, I, nobody. But let, let the critic finish what he was going to say. Yeah, let the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Carry yeah. on. Yeah. So you know, so again, you just made my point because when he's coming up on that stage, there is no way the first thought is I'm going to be hit. It's something's going to happen, and I'm on the Oscar stage. Let me try to roll with it. That's what comedians do. But I'm I'm guaranteeing he wasn't thinking. Okay, he's coming up there to hit me. Now when he gets close, you know. But it's a completely different context of being on the streets than being on the Oscar stage where you are a comedian. You've done this numerous times. They've heard this numerous times. Ne- this has never happened. Why would it? Why would it happen? Now, as a comedian, you can say what you want about the joke, whether it was in poor taste or not. He is a comedian. Everyone expects it. And it could have been much worse. It could have been much worse. Now, imagine if you stood your ground as a man, since we want to bring up men, and sat in your seat, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and waited. And you can say whatever you want afterward. You would be the one 
that people would say, oh, did you see Will Smith? Oh, you know, whatever he says, he's right. Then you protect your wife. Protect her from what exactly? I thought she was a strong queen. That's another point. Isn't that what everybody says? (laughs) She's a strong queen. She now needs to be protected. I don't think she needs to be protected in this situation. It's not like Chris Watts uh, hit her. That's a different situation. He said a joke and it was a Mm -hmm. mild one, by the way. It was mild. So yes, that's he could have point. talked about the entanglements or the open marriage, which would have been strong. It, it's just, a, it's, it, this is just what it is. So, you know, if you're protecting your family, are you? And, and keep in mind also, when you decide to do something like that, to hit somebody, things can happen that are out of your control. People right, are in jail right. right now for those right. kinds of decisions. So we got to be careful when we talk about these things and black men and black fathers will be a black man and be a black father and take care of your queen and be the king mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be. It's called King Richard, right? And then you bring right. up Richard Williams, like you were saying, Christine, which I thought also was in poor taste. No, poor you taste. stand you stand on your square and you take responsibility for what you did, which you got nothing to do with Richard Williams. That's you. And can I just add, can I just add, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear nobody else talk about, do some foolish action and open their mouth and talk about Jesus. Because as a Christian, that, I mean, as I said, the whole speech, I was like, oh, the whole well, that, speech. That also, don't even like, cause him involved here. <laughs> there's this whole thing where, you know, Denzel and Tyler Perry spoke to Will Smith after this to try to calm them down. And Denzel supposedly said them some things about this, about how the devil, you know, comes in when you're at your highest and all of this other stuff. So that might've been in Will Smith's head. And he opened the, the door and let him walk yeah. through. He should have gotten yes. on the stage and said, I apologize to Chris Rock. I apologize yes. to the audience for, for for witnessing this trauma. I apologize to the Academy, but not apologize to the Academy. Apologize to his fellow nominees and don't apologize to Chris Rock, the one you hit. Yes. Because and, and, regardless, his, his joke was not a slap. He did not physically yeah, yes. hit Yes. And, and again, we got to be clear on what we're saying at all times. If Jada Pinkett Smith is a rock solid, strong warrior woman, well, then that should not have knocked her down. Especially no. with wait, this we, family. Wait, wait, wait. We, but, can't, mm-hmm. we can't drag Jada in this because Jada's just sitting there. We'll I make, will. We'll and I'm going to tell, tell you why. why I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to. I'm going to tell okay. you why. Here I am. Jada Pinkett Smith and the Smith family, they are making money off of their family life. They have commoditized it themselves. So we have to bring her up. She's sitting there. She's looking. And she's the reason. And she's that's reason. her husband. And we are talking about him protecting his wife. So she cannot be out of the conversation. And again, mm-hmm. I would I would be okay with more of this if they didn't do what they do with their own story. When you put your own story out there, like the Kardashians and others, then you can't come back and tell people what uh, oh, there's a problem with you speaking about it. You're the one making money off of it. You. So you and, need to and be the a thing bit about stronger. It is, the thing, the thing about it, and the final comment from the lawyer is. He put some words out there. That's all he did. He put some right. words out there. And your reaction should have been, sweetheart, he should have reached over, held her hand when he saw she was angry because he smiled first and he looked across and see her. He should have been like, I got you. 
I'll talk to him later. We would have respected right. seeing that. Yes, definitely and addressing holding it. It's her just in when support. and how and where. Now, I, I will agree also, with that. But yeah. I mean, in the heat of the moment, this is what I mean by he's human. That was an error in judgment. And so, I mean, and I, I do stand by what I said that he is not a violent person. It was an error in judgment. I, I absolutely, he should have held her hand and talked to Chris Rock backstage later. Yes, mm-hmm. that was the I'm right gonna, thing to do. However, that's not the choice he made, but I do feel that there's a place where we should allow his humanity to exist. Well, his here, here, humanity, here wait, my- whoa, 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 wait a minute, Christy. His humanity does exist. And we do know that humans make mistakes, but you got to pay for them. See, you don't get off the hook for that. You're human. You made a mistake. It's not okay. We're going to tell you that. And you're going to have to deal with that, especially again. I think since the academy you, will, handle, will definitely yeah. handle it for sure. But I'm just saying people talk about how, how, how is he going to deal with that, though? Yeah, but I'm not. And I'm not talking about the academy. They can do whatever they want. What I'm talking about is when you put your family on front street for money, you have no leg to stand on when people do the same thing to you. You've invited it. So I have no sympathy for them whatsoever. None. Because yeah, they I, put it I, on I wouldn't front go, street. I wouldn't go that far. because no, no. Everybody's human. Everybody makes mistakes. Yes, they do. I, I and, but not everybody too. has a red table talk where every week or whenever they do it, they come out and put their stuff on front street. That is well, a here, unique situation. And that is what they're doing. And that is what they've invited. Like, you can't be surprised when people throw back at you what you throw at them. Now, what okay, I also so- want to say well, wait a minute now. What I also want to say is now let's imagine some different scenarios. Let's imagine it's not Chris Rock. Let's say it's Dave Chappelle. Would it have happened? Let's say it's even Mike Epps. Would it have happened? Let's say it's Jimmy Kimmel. Would that have happened? Let's say that, oh, let's, I don't know, let's go back. Billy Crystal. Would that have happened? Would Will Smith have done this? Let's think about this. What if we had The Rock on stage doing that? Would it have happened? So, see, this is where we have issues. And I cannot, what I do want to end with is I have more respect for Chris Rock now after seeing this. I have even more respect for him because that was a tough situation for him to be in. It was completely uncalled for. I know everybody wants to talk about what Jada Pinkett Smith is going through with her health. I don't want her to be going through that, but this is unwarranted. There is no excuse. The joke was not that bad. We have had much worse happen with much less in a response. And that's just a fact. And for the Smith family to be offended is really rich. And here, here is here is the one thought too that I want to say. How will he deal with this? What this showed last night is this man is not humble. And the dealing with it is is we as a public, we as the audience that give into and support their, as Chauncey says, monetization of certain things. Not to say because I sadly disagree with you put your stuff out there because that would go to women dressing a certain way and you, the whole argument, do you invite rape, whatever. But the idea is that showed a characteristic in him that he needs to resolve because that showed somebody who is not humble. That shows someone who does not, is too quick at his age 
to draw fist than to think. And these are not um, traits that you want any black child, black boy, black, you know, person thinking that it's okay to, even though there might have been a justifiable reason as his wife's illness behind his actions. That's not something that you want anyone to emulate. And we have to kind of make that point to them. We, we as a group of people that support these people have to let them know that there is a line because then they will think that all their actions are okay when we continue. That's one of the things that I kind of disagreed. I am happy to hear that the older men took him, you know, took him behind the scenes and talked to him. But I kind of disagree with their outward show of the hugging and so forth, because he should have been made to get up and make that speech to no applause. That's how I felt. Because as supporters of him, we have to be able to say, no, you're wrong. You're wrong in this circumstance, and we're not going to support you under every circumstance. Yes, the older guys should go back there and tell him what he should have done. But I think that there should have been a point, because if not, the behavior, if they're feeling that they're justified somehow in this macho, this really terrible way that you carried on because of the reason, which is a justifiable reason. She is suffering from health. You know, most Black women go through this. Okay, but this is something they put out. It still does not justify this action. And we still should find a way to convey to them that this is still not okay. Even if Chris doesn't sue and everybody walks away because the Academy will punish him because he probably will not get another nomination. Well, but, you know, it, you is, know it, it is the Academy's show. I, I, and for the Academy not stopping it, they're not going to stop it. The show must go on. And that's how they're going to do that. And when it, again, what I'm saying about this family is uh, there was no physical aggression from Chris Rock. So yes, you do invite people talking about you. You talk about yourselves. It's We can't take that and put it into a different situation. It has nothing to do with how a woman gets dressed and what happens as a result of that. This is speech and you are the ones profiting off of it. So that's completely different. Um, Now, again, we want to say that, you know, Chris Rock, you have my respect. Will Smith. (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) I said that, you know, you should have won. There you go. You have. And, you know, we'll see what comes of this. But I also do want to say that Will Smith is Will Smith. He's not Black men. He's not the Black culture. He's not the Black community. The Smith family is the Smith family. They represent themselves. I think it would be better for all of us to keep those things in mind. One person is not a group. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, Will Smith, something really bad needs to happen to the man. I'm just saying we need to be honest about what went down. Now, we know that Chris Rock reportedly has decided not to press any charges, which is not a surprise. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I just want to tell the Smith family that more is coming your way now. More is coming your way because of this. There will be people who are not going to back down like they were before. And it might get worse. I just I just wish that, you know, we could all just take a breath, take a step back and remember what this is and remember what our roles are in perpetuating what happens in our lives. All right, guys. So that is our Oscar 
reaction episode. That was something else. Yes. Now, guys, you guys let us know, is this a party? You got to let and us producer, know. So you got me talking about non-movie and TV stuff. See that? <laughs> Listen, we, we knew this part. They're going to come and cancel me for real now. <laughs> this, this was going to be fluid. You know, we, 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 we said, like, you guys know when I watch that, we try not to be, uh, you know, too political. We like to stick to the, the, the content. How do we, how do we help you figure out what to watch? But we also felt like it would be disrespectful to you for us not to address what we all witnessed. Um, as, and it as, was on the Oscar stage. Yeah, or I would say, as Chris Rock says, the best moment in TV history on the Oscar stage, right? It made it an experience. It was not. It was not a watch. It was an experience. Yeah, it was, it was an experience. experience. You know, like listen, that's what the, that is the key. That is the buzzword for 2022 as we get back out into the world. The Oscars came back in full swing with a bang, and um, guys, we just want to number one thank you all for being a part of our reaction experience. We want to thank Christine. We want to thank, we want to thank Monica for yes, providing so much. Yeah, some additional insight um, to the, to the why watch that platform and joining us at the Oscars 2022 reaction party. Um, let's keep the, let's keep the conversation going guys. And thank you, <laughs> thank you for having us. Thank you for having me on. I, I know that I was, uh, <laughs> Very opinionated at the end, <laughs> but I, a great conversation. Yeah. And great. can I just say one thing we never said? This was the year that we actually, at least for me, I watched every show without going to the cinema. Mm. Yeah. This mm. is the first year for me yes. that I watched. And the richness of the films and being able to see all of this streaming is just something to, you know, to take away from, you know, this whole experience this for 2021 you know being able to see all of this and getting the full experience in your home and still feeling a part of it that's a beautiful way to end thank you for that thank you again monica and christine i appreciate it the producer appreciate it appreciates it the producer wrap it up for us yeah guys all right so what do you call it? What is what is a uh, Porky Pig? Oh, not Porky Pig. What's that? What's that? Guy? Da, 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 da. That's, yeah, all, that's folks. all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, guys. Oscars 2022 reaction is over. Thanks as always for joining us on Why Watch That. Until next time. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.